Hello, this is Diana Olenik, the host of the Alchemia Success Show. Today, we have an amazing woman in the show. Her name is Claudine Francois, and she's a certified professional health and wellness coach. Her mission is to help successful women entrepreneurs have abundant energy and a slimmer waistline by making easy lifestyle tweaks for lasting success. All of this sounds so amazing. I just can't not wait to introduce Claudine. And um, by the way, I'm wearing today my hoodie because this is all related with health and wellness. Thank you very much, Claudine, for being here today with us. And please let us know how did you get started in this amazing journey? Thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure to be here and I love your hoodie. Um, <laughs> my journey, you know, I spent 20 years in corporate accounting, which is a lot different from health coaching. And um, the, reason, the way I ended up in health coaching is that corporate accounting was killing me from the inside out. Um, it was a ton of stress, a ton of deadlines, a lot of, you know, the corporate environment. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. Um, and I didn't realize that it was having an impact on my health because, mm -hmm. you know, oftentimes, especially in this culture, we're, we're taught that stress is good for you, that we're supposed to be motivated, that we're supposed to be doing a million things at any given time. And so that, you know, I, I drank the water. So this, I drank the Kool-Aid, I think is what they say. And <laughs> I believed it. Um, mm -hmm. And it wasn't until my body started breaking down, I was getting, um, you know, I had two small children at the time and I was getting... Um, debilitating migraines to the point where I couldn't even keep water down. And this would be, you know, one of the few days on the weekends that I got to see my kids and I would not be available because I would just be on the couch suffering all day. And it took me about five years to get to a point where I feel like I had fixed, if you will, you know, um, resolved some of the health challenges I was going through. And by the time I got to the end, I thought, well, you know what? I've learned so much on this journey and there are so many other women I know out there like me who don't realize how important their health is, how important taking care of themselves is to their health and to everyone else around them. Why don't I find a way to do that? So I got my certifications, I studied nutrition and I became a health coach and here I am. That sounds absolutely awesome. Accounting is a very traditional career. For me, it is engineering. It's another career that is similar, you know, and all of those careers are similar in the sense that you have to be in a specific place, sitting eight hours, following tight deadlines, and that creates a lot of pressure and stress. So it's interesting how you were able, you know, to shift your life in that direction and all the strategies that you were able to implement yourself to get, you know, like yourself in track. So, I understand that you help women to uh, discover their own zen, fabulous sleep, vibrance, and the, with the, object, the objective also to help them to uh, get them to that point of an effortless weight loss journey. My question is, how do you actually do that? How is the process? How the experience has been of you working with other women towards that? Well, it has been interesting in that I, after I went through this process, I realized that I did it backwards. So I started with the food. I realized that there were certain things that I couldn't eat that were not, you know, helping my body. They weren't serving me. And it wasn't until the very end of my journey that I realized that 
I had to like actually take care of myself. I had to give myself a break, not only physically, but literally I had to stop beating myself up on the inside and, you know, forcing myself to do things I didn't want to do or that I was too tired to do. Um, and so when working with women, I've figured, I realized that not only have many of them already gone through all the diets, right? Like they've tried the paleo, they've tried the keto, they've done the beach body, they've done the shake thing, they've done, you know, they've done all the diets. And for many of them, they're still not seeing results. And the reason why is because, well, one, a lot of those diets are based on the science of men's bodies. The research that is used to tell us why keto, why you can lose a ton of weight on keto or why you can lose a ton of weight on whatever diet, the science that they're using is based on men's bodies, which is very different from women's bodies, right? Especially women who are in their childbearing years, we have a cycle, we have a 28-day cycle and our bodies just do not respond in the same way. Mm -hmm. But secondly, because as women, especially, we have so many pressures in our lives and we have, many of us have chronic stress. And when you're in a state of chronic stress, everything else in your body shuts down because your stress response is designed to keep you alive. You know, our our stress response was designed to help us run away from the tiger, right? And in order to run away from the tiger, everything else has to stop. So all the energy can go towards getting you the energy to run away from the tiger. So your digestion stops, which means you're not absorbing nutrients. Um, Procreation, so if you are chronically stressed, it's really hard to get pregnant and metabolism, your thyroid function stops, which again, if women are holding on to weight, it's a lot of times it's because of the stress, because all of these other functions are not happening. Yeah, exactly. I noticed that when we have, you know, in that process that we have set those wrong habits, for a long time, it's very, very difficult to say, I'm gonna keep myself consistent with this new method or strategy. How you can help someone to actually get the consistency so they can start seeing results? That is a great question. And I've actually found this out the hard way too, because prior to going through my coaching certifications, I thought that just by telling someone what to do, they can make changes, right? But that actually isn't, you know, that doesn't actually work. What, you, what, um, what I have learned is that I have to help the client make their own goals and their own, um, basically I help them create their own plan because when they create it themselves, they are much more likely to see it through and stay with it. And of course, most people, all of us, we need I don't want to say a cheerleader in our corner, but kind of like that person that's yeah. helping us, helping us to know the path ahead and mm-hmm. to know the pitfalls in the path ahead and to keep yes. us on track. Basically mm-hmm. that measure of accountability is really the difference between going through a health coaching program versus, mm-hmm. you know, trying to do a program on your own. If you don't have that measure of accountability, it's a lot harder to stay on track. Mm-hmm. And to follow one of these programs, for example, with yourself, what does it involve? Does it involve the type of foods, foods, advice, or exercise, or other, you know, health therapies, or, or what is it in the program? So obviously there are, there are different programs, right? And every mm-hmm. program has a different level. And so there are always going to be food options, and there's mm-hmm. going to be a measure of um, suggestions for movement 
and I don't like to use the word exercise necessarily because one, some people really recoil from the idea of exercise. And two, mm -hmm. there has been a ton of, I don't know, it's, it's almost like we've been pushed to do these like crazy hit workouts or like going, mm -hmm. you know, doing just these, these, um, these crazy workouts that are fine for maybe one week out of our cycle, but for most of the rest of the cycle, there are different kinds of workouts that we should be doing to support our bodies. So um, in my programs, the, the focus is really on setting up your body for success. So creating an atmosphere where your body can thrive, which involves getting rid of all those barriers that are keeping us from losing weight. So whether it's toxins in our bodies, whether it's that we're not getting enough sleep, which forces us to want to reach for the sugary and salty foods and stresses out our body, or whether it's the, the chronic stress that's preventing us from losing weight anyway. Um, it's really focused on the individual and how we can best set them up for success depending on where they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you mention about the cycles, kind of like how the body behaves in those different cycles, what do you specifically mean by that? Um, what is it that we have to take into account in order to put the body in the right shape or, you know, uh, movement in, this, in those different cycles? Oh my gosh, that is such a great question because it's, it's something that a lot of people don't know about, right? Yes. We're actually told, we're taught not to talk about our cycles. We're, you know, mm -hmm. it's like it's shameful or something, whereas actually it's a beautiful process and our, mm -hmm. our bodies are so unique in that we can, yes. we go through this amount of change during the month. Yes. So when it comes to women's bodies, there are four stages in the 28 day cycle. Mm -hmm. The end, the last stage is the menstrual, the menstruation part of it. The first part is the follicular stage. So the first half of our cycle, when we're in the follicular and the ovulatory stage, that's when we have the most energy. So that's when we can do a ton of stuff. Now, the problem, of course, is that in our society, we're taught that we should be doing a ton every day. Yes. The second half of our cycle is, you know, is when we're supposed to actually, it's kind of like our, our fall and our winter, if you will, in terms mm -hmm. of if you're to relate it to the seasons. Okay. When we're supposed to slow down, when we're supposed to actually focus inward, when we're supposed to take care of ourselves and nurture ourselves. Whereas the first part of the cycle is when we can just like, be out there, go getting, you know, um, doing a lot more, um, like the first part follicular, you can do a lot, like do interesting things, do things that are different. You're more open to trying new things. In the ovulatories, when you have the biggest burst of energy and you can do those HIIT workouts um, and you can do strength training. But then once we get to the latter half of the cycle, that's when we start to slow down. We should be doing more Pilates, more yin yoga, things mm -hmm. that are going to support us rather than what many women do and what I used to do, which is just push my way through the same workouts every day, every week, thinking mm -hmm. this is how I should do it, right? This is how mm -hmm. they, you know, this is the science mm -hmm. that they've told me, but it yeah. doesn't work for us. As a matter of fact, it's contra um, counterproductive for us to be doing, pushing ourselves during the latter half of our cycle. Yeah, I like that because I used to read a lot about indigenous cultures. I like culture, so you know, like history and everything. And I know that in the indigenous cultures, they have that period, you know, of time where the women is having... Um, the menstruation uh, as uh, like a sacred type of, you know, time. Mm. So mm -hmm. women shouldn't be doing all the regular activities. They should be more like in a quiet state. 
And some of them, you know, more advanced in their uh, practices and stuff, they wouldn't recommend women doing exercise. So they'd be trying to teach the, the Western, you know, culture. Women shouldn't exercise during that time. It's a time where the body is cleaning itself, like it's, it's, it's in another stage. So it's uh, more like relaxed time. So it's interesting how you and your recommendations, you find that it's similar about those cycles. I didn't have a lot of information about that, uh, but it's interesting how you mentioned that we have to learn to read the body, to understand the body and to be compassionate with the body and uh, try to put it in the right movement or in the right energy for different type times uh, in, in which uh, the body is behaving different, basically. Yes, I so, love what you just said. Be compassionate with your body, <laughs> listening to your body, because that's something we just don't do, right? We, yes. just, we, we have this schedule, we have this agenda in our head, we have these goals that we want to accomplish, and we just kind of pave our way through them regardless of what our body is telling us. And that's how a lot of us get into the situation where we're having chronic disease or chronic exactly. illnesses, is we're not listening to our bodies and being compassionate with ourselves. Yes, that's interesting. I like to know about what are those myths that you feel that there are right now about weight loss and health? What do you think that are myths around us that people should, you know, overcome and understand the truth? What are the myths? Yeah. Like M-E-A-T-S? Yes. M-Y-T-H-S. Sorry. Oh, the myths. myths. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, well, one of them is that we should be doing the same workouts all the time, right? That we should be constantly doing the, the orange theory or the hit workout or the, you know, whatever it is. Um, and like I said, that is completely, um, not only not going to work for us, but it could also be detrimental to us in the latter half of our cycle when we're supposed to be resting and relaxing because all those studies have been done on men's bodies. Um, mm -hmm. The other thing is that the, the myth that we are lazy if we're not constantly doing all the things all the time, right? Because it's, it's almost like we women have a sense of guilt over, you know, if, if we dare take two hours on a Sunday afternoon to relax, it's like, oh, I should be doing the laundry. I should be, you know, helping Johnny with his school project. I should be doing, you know, I should, should. Mm -hmm. um, and so many of us aren't able to give ourselves that permission or that grace yes. to do what we should be doing to feed our bodies, to feed our souls, to feed our spirituality, just basically giving ourselves that time to rest, to restore. And um, because I've noticed myself when I, when, I'm, when I give myself permission, when I give myself grace and I take mm -hmm. a Sunday, let's say that's Let's just say I, say I take the whole day off. Let's just get crazy, right? Mm -hmm. when, I come, when I go back to my office on Monday morning, I have, I'm rejuvenated. I have ideas. Mm -hmm. um, I'm full of inspiration because I've given my brain time to, like given it a time out. Mm -hmm. I've given my body time to recuperate. Mm -hmm. And it's so critical to our overall success. We actually don't, um, it's almost like we don't realize how beneficial it is to take a break. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, in Europe, they'll take a whole month off in August and we might get two weeks. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes. Yes. That, um, as I was saying, we often forget 
how as an instrument, you know, to carry us everywhere. It needs maintenance, it needs care, it needs stops, it needs, you know, attention. So we just want to get our goals completed, as you mentioned, but we forget that without this instrument, without the proper attention, we might get trouble later on in our life, especially women, right? That later in the 50s, 60s, we have to prepare for those uh, times that are critical, that the body goes through other important changes again. So the okay. time to take care of that is now with proper practices. Right? Uh, yeah, of course. Um, because like you said, everything's cumulative in the body, right? So it's kind of like if you have a car and you don't ever change the oil and you <laughs> yeah. don't ever take it to get a, you know, it, the, the tires rotated. If you don't do proper maintenance on the car, the car is going to break down. Yeah. If you ignore the sounds. <laughs> right. Sound. If you ignore the sounds, the clinking, the clanking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's kind of like, you know, when they talk about things like heart disease or cancer or autoimmune, all of these have their beginnings in chronic stress and in us not taking care of our bodies. Yes. Mm -hmm. So many of these things are preventative if we know how to prevent them, if we know how to treat ourselves, if we know how to listen to what our bodies are telling us and to give ourselves that opportunity to take care of it, to give ourselves permission. Yeah, for sure. So in terms of the fuel that we have to use for our body as our vehicle, what do you think about vegetarian and vegan uh, type of lifestyle uh, or plant-based diets? What do you think about that? The great thing about having a ton of plants in your diet is that fiber is severely missing in our diets mm -hmm. in modern times, right? Yes. Fiber is so great to help clear us out. It's like, it, it's almost like a natural detoxification process, right? Mm -hmm. um, because it's pulling, actually, when you have fiber, it literally is pulling toxins out of your body and completely, right? It's, it's helping you excrete the toxins from your body. Um, and if you're not getting that fiber, not only are you not getting the vitamins and minerals from the fruits and vegetables or whatever the plant-based source is, beans, nuts, seeds, um, but you're also not getting that, that natural detoxification kind of pulling out of toxins. And we are surrounded by toxins. There are toxins in the air, there are toxins in the water, there are toxins in our beauty products, our cleaning products. And yes, we should be more vigilant in those, but in terms of what we're putting in our body, if we want it to run on great fuel, plant-based sources are an amazing tool for that. And of course, another great thing is to not put junk in, right? Put great things in and try not to put junk in. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to my clients, there are plenty of them that do eat um, meats or animal-based proteins, mm -hmm. but we do talk specifically about the quality of the meats. You know, making sure that they are grass-fed or pasture-raised, um, et cetera. But for me personally, I don't eat meat other than fish, mm -hmm. um, and I can't have dairy, so I'm I'm pretty much a vegan anyway. <laughs> yeah. And I find that that works for me, right? Everyone's yeah. body's different. Yes. And some yeah. body, especially, I find that for women, for for whatever reason, for women, it's easier for a lot of women to be plant-based. Mm -hmm. They just feel lighter. They feel better. That's how it's, um, my, it's my case. <laughs> yes. A lot of people who go plant-based find that their skin is clearer, that they have more of a glow to them. Mm -hmm. um, and they, because they're getting so many more plants, you know, if they're doing it right, they're getting a lot more, a lot more natural nutrients 
from mm-hmm. whole foods mm-hmm. that they everything runs more efficiently in their body and they just have more energy naturally yes yes for sure that's one of the wonderful benefits i'm i'm totally advocate of that because that's what i did and um I certainly was certainly was born in a, a home where my family would eat a lot of meat, you know, like every day. Mm-hmm. And I thought before about a plant-based diet as eating just, you know, green stuff and uh, raw, raw stuff. So I never thought that that would be a possibility for me. But of course, later on, things happen in life and you start finding yourself your self-discovery and I realized how wonderful it is now to be able to have that experience, that incredible experience and contact with the vegetables, cooking them, bringing like more attention and presence to the, to the, to the process because I know now, now I understand that as soon as this fuel goes inside the body, it's going to nourish, you know, my experience in an incredible way and allow me to have more energy to perform better for everything that we do during our days. So as women, we have certainly um, kind of like more responsibility sometimes that we feel that we have to perform as moms, as wives, as professionals, as friends, as, you know, family members. So those are a lot of, you know, activities that require a lot of energy and attention. So in my own personal case, I found that a plant-based diet have helped me a lot. And speaking about that, I know that you have an amazing ebook. So can you let us know a little bit more about that, what type of book it is and what type of content we can have, have there and how we can get it? I, I could talk about food all day. So yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. It, it is a, it's called Scrumptious Snacks. It is a recipe book. And um, the reason I created it is because, you know, when I would tell people that I would make delicious snacks that were healthy and they tasted great, they didn't believe me unless mm. they had, unless they had eaten them. Right. Unless, cause you know, I, I'll make food for people and they'll love them and they won't believe me that they're healthy, that they're mm. gluten-free, dairy-free and refined sugar-free. Wow. So um, to basically prove the naysayers wrong, <laughs> yes. I made this cookbook of, of snacks and it has anything from energy balls to caramel, clean caramel corn to um, some delicious bars and, um, you know, nuts and dips. And it's just mm-hmm. got a lot of different things in it mm-hmm. because um, I believe in flavor. I believe in real food and I believe mm-hmm. in enjoying my food. Mm-hmm. in a healthy experience. way I want yeah. food that supports me you know that supports yes. my health and makes me feel good mm-hmm. mentally spiritually because I feel like eating is a spiritual experience exactly um and I want to enjoy it so in order for me to enjoy it it has to serve me in the way that I can best enjoy it meaning that I, I don't want any after effects, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like of if course. I ate a bowl of ice cream, I'd have some serious problems, but eating, mm-hmm. you know, my grape bars or my macadamia nut um, dip with crackers, I can feel much better. Mm, that's awesome. So how we can get that book? Um, you can go to my website, which is ingoodcleantaste.com mm-hmm. and you can look at it there. That's awesome. Okay, so please let us know what are the specific programs now that you um, have available, what projects 
if any you are having there in the you know backstage planning mm. for the future if any uh, yeah. that would be nice to know well the program that i am running right now i'm so excited about it because a lot of women that i've spoken to have they have the COVID-15 situation where they've all gained like 10 to 15 pounds. Uh, <laughs> so everyone was telling me, Claudine, how do we get rid of this extra weight? <laughs> so I created a four-week program yes. that helps women get rid of that extra weight. It's a four-week weight loss program called Release and Restore. Mm -hmm. And it comes with three one-on-one -on -one calls with me, which I thought was really important to give women that one-on-one -on -one attention, that personalized touch because yes. everyone is coming from a different place, right? We've all mm -hmm. been through different experiences. We all mm -hmm. have different lifestyles. And that's why I made sure to include that one-on-one -on -one time with me. So I do have a really special introductory rate going right now. Yes. If anyone's interested. Um, backstage, I am doing a group program that will be launching soon. And mm -hmm. eventually I will be having a membership site. So stay tuned for all wow, that. Wow, that's awesome. Please let me know when that, once that project um, you know, comes close to life so I can help you to promote it in my social media. Oh, thank you. So uh, yes, that's fun. And also, as we were speaking, we can make you know, like an IG Live speaking again about all of this because this is a social mission. We are in this because we really want to help people to have better lives. And this is a mission. It's, it's just so we can... Uh, somehow serve others uh, into that journey and i feel that all of these tools strategies all of this implementation of a better life helps a lot to find more fulfillment right in our lives yes yes it's so important and who's going to do it do it if not for us women right i feel mm -hmm. like we're the ones who are going to help each other <laughs> for sure yes yes that's awesome so how can we um you know find you um what are the channels that you have for people to connect with you well of course i'm on instagram facebook i have my website i have a facebook page i have a facebook group for anyone who wants to have ah. i do weekly trainings in there it's called thriving women entrepreneurs okay um but my website's the easiest way because everything's there and that's in goodcleantaste.com okay in goodcleantaste.com correct perfect yeah and in social media you are as your name or in good uh, clean taste in good clean taste yes okay for sure so i know also to tag you yeah you. okay that's awesome and um, is there anything that you wish i had asked you today Claudine? Goodness, no, you asked such great questions. Thank you so much. I had such a great time. Yes, thank you very much. I always enjoy this so much. There is a lot of insight. I honor all your expertise. Your journey is such a beautiful journey. Your you know, courage to actually make that decision and transition from that traditional path that wasn't you know, like fulfilling you at that level that now you are. So this is a great example that you can do it too. Thank you very much. You're such a source of inspiration for us all. And we wish you the best and also to have you here again in the future with a new adventure that you are in. Oh, thank you so much, Diana. It was an absolute pleasure being here. Thank you very much. And see you in the next episode. <laughs> Bye for now.